This is the Vitovold Brothers podcast. You're listening to Franz and Joseph Vitovold, and we want to show you a different angle on a lot of topics. Our goal is to enable you to appreciate your process of growth and to get you where you want to be with your own projects as quickly as possible by inspiring you three times a week. Hello and welcome to the Sunday interview. I'm super excited for this interview with Lex. Um, we already had like a quick conversation up front, which I'm very happy about. We just already have like a great energy in today's podcast. I feel like I think we're going to touch and scratch a lot of beautiful topics today. First of all, I would just like you to introduce yourself. Where are you at at the moment? Maybe what are you at? What part in life, what point in life you're at at the moment to get the audience to to know you hmm. okay so uh, hello audience my name is Lex I'm from Holland and I'm 23 years old right now I'm uh, also doing the same study program as uh, Joseph so that's how we kind of met up quite recently someone also asked me like in what phase of your life are you in right now and that's a that's a good question because it made me think where am I um, maybe that's a good introduction to you, um, to the audience that I'm, I'm now at the moment, I finally have a full grasp on my past and I've encountered quite a lot of problems, quite a lot of personal challenges. And now there's this phase of transformation. I feel, I feel I'm transforming all this these, these past challenges I'm carrying with me into something I can use to contribute to a better world. And this, the phase I'm just entering, I'm truly looking for a way to, to manifest myself in this world and contribute to a better world, helping people, um, spreading the consciousness and the, and the, and the life experiences I have had uh, in a way to um, to guide other people. I believe there's people for technological guidance, for business guidance, and I also believe there's people needed for emotional and spiritual guidance. And I'm hoping to be to be a guide maybe for other people. Like I have been guided by many other people as well. That's, so that's my faith of life right now. That, that's beautifully said. And, and I yeah, just can't really add anything to that. And it's just very an interesting way on, on how you said it and phrased it as well and about the the face of life you're saying like what did it took you how did you like reach the point where you are at the moment uh what did you have to like went through or analyze about yourself to come to this conclusion or to the to the way you are now as well like what are, may, are maybe the main steps to like go through your past what what have you done to like um be where you are now and and could like maybe also heal um from the difficulties you had maybe uh, earlier in your life mm. the first thing that pops into my mind is there was a moment where i was truly lost i truly believe i was lost um there was just too much pain too much suffering too much negative life experiences for me to carry all at once and um, I was encountering all of this uh, during my early childhood during uh, puberty and at that stage of life you don't have the the necessary tools and the emotional knowledge 
especially self-knowledge to guide yourself through it. I didn't have parents who were capable of guiding my of guiding me through this uh, wild, turbulent landscape of my past. And um, I also had a brother who was addicted to cocaine for a very long time, which made which made a huge impact. So what happened was I was crushed. I was truly crushed. And at the end of me of my puberty, like 17 or 18 years old, um, I was reaching a tipping point where it was live or die. I truly felt like I have to choose now. There's got to be a radical change for me to improve and to become happy and healthy. Um, so I'm, I, I wouldn't say I was suicidal. I never got to the point I, uh, I, I even attempted, but I was facing a choice. Like I, I, I die or I live. So I chose to live, of course. Um, and as I was, as, as I was being crushed, also my, my environment, uh, my my environment was also seeing I was being crushed, especially my mother, because I had the tendency to hide away all my all my problems, all my pain. Um, but eventually, I couldn't hold it anymore, so I was starting to fall on my knees. And that was the moment my mother my mother reached out to me and said, "This has got to change, my child." Um, and I'm very happy. I'm very happy. My mother uh, went out of her ways to to support me in a different path. So I went into therapy. I um, joined a program with 30 other, um, you know, what do I call youngsters, also having conflicted pasts. And from there on, I just started to get so inspired, inspired by the figureheads that surrounded me. And I discovered there were so many people with different backgrounds within my uh, environment, something we talked about early on, you and I. Um, there were so many different perspectives for me to, to absorb. And then my personal development just started taking a radical change. And I really have to give credits to myself for this because I worked really hard getting out of this, this, uh, this dumpster. No, I don't want to call it a dumpster. I want to, I'll just call it a, call it a dark place. I crawled out of this dark place with a lot of help as well. And um, yeah. I used to be in a vicious cycle and now it's a vicious, no, it's not a vicious cycle. It's like, it's, it's a, it's a, it's spiraling up and it's like, um, there's so much abundance. There's so much abundance. Now I believe if you truly fully engage in your personal development and you start taking on challenge by challenge, confronting yourself with your biggest fears, your deepest pains for, for as far as you can see those, I truly believe the abundance of freedom and creativity is just ever expanding. And I, I believe I'm just starting to enter this phase of abundance. And that's quite exhilarating, but also quite scary because uh, now it feels like I have to take on a lot of responsibility. Uh, and that's that's quite quite scary, maybe. Yeah. Damn, that's um very like I, I really love how you like how you try to be very precise also uh, with the language with things you you described um now since you're out of this like maybe darker place as you called it um besides your mom like what was like 
one of the other things which really has like helped you because I think one of the things which I would say may, might have helped you was it maybe or the other stories you also saw from other people in your age which you could either mm. go with or understand more about yourself like what was helping you the most because when mm. I'm I, I was also in a coaching session uh, but into more in the personal development business aspect and what helped I think in this scenario the most it was a group coaching 16 people was actually just sharing also the struggles which everyone had and then sometimes you see like this one struggle is triggering something in you is some like it, it gives you a greater understanding on about yourself about the situation you might have had in your life so was it something similar or am i going in the total like wrong direction with the assumption i'm just saying no you're making a great assumption yeah um for me this is two sides there's there are two things that pop into my mind the first is when i was 16 years old um a very close family member died, which also happened while my ex-girlfriend from that time was cheating on me. And I was also a drug addict at that time. So there was so much going on around 16 years old. And when my family member died, that hit me in the face so hard. It was like a, a concrete wall falling on me. But that that shook me. It was like um, someone was grabbing onto me and just shaking me and shaking me. And like life said to me, wake the fuck up right now. And that was a very special tipping point in my life where I started to think, oh, wow, I need to change. I can change. I need to wake up. Uh, I think a year later, I experienced a, a radical change in environment. I think that was the second most influential part. Um, because I was, as I, as I said before, I was stuck in a system um, compromised by family issues, um, my own personal issues. I was just being crushed. And then I got into an environment with 30 other youngsters, with coaches and inspiring figureheads. And that was just a big bath of love, man. That's all I can say. It was just a big bath of empathy, compassion, love. And that's what a human soul needs. I think. I got to spend a year, two days a week within this environment and being connected to people on a, on a foundation of compassion, um, being guided towards all kinds of directions for your personal development and fuck the one size fits all mentality we have here in the West, in, in the Western Europe. Um, no, this was all about me there for the first time in my life, there were people listening to me for just exactly who I was. And I think that's, I think that's so incredibly powerful. And I think that that brought me on to a different path and I've never strayed from that path since then. So there is my answer. No, that's, uh, that's amazing. And it's like so beautiful what you said also, like the, the, the change of environment, like what was it? Because I was also like, I already had a podcast about it, like how important the environment is, how important. I mean, it's also written like so many books that always phrase differently, like how the people who surround yourself are actually have a huge impact on, on, on your development as well on your, like, I think also on your, like on so many different levels, because what I noticed, at least when I'm talking about my childhood, my development, what we also talked about before, before the podcast, why, I am how, how I am, why I am so open is because I also had the great chance always to have really good friends around me, which didn't have any connections to drugs, which 
which were just really good and and didn't have any stupid stuff in their head kind of and i think this has also gave me a very safe place um even when i was young when i think the most important times arise when you said you weren't really in control of of the emotions too much you couldn't really analyze for yourself hey why am i having this emotion where is it coming from how can i react that's just happening when you get older but before that i think the environment is a, a crucial or has a crucial impact and you said you changed the environment what like what do you mean by changing the environment did you move did you just change the people you were hanging out with what 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 has um happened mm. uh, okay yeah. um so my family environment remained the same my brother left the house which also was a pretty big change in environment because my my brother um he was the he was a very big source of all the of all the conflictions um so yeah it was basically where i spent most of the time during the the working week like from monday to friday i started engaging in a lot of uh, activities with a lot of new people the first thing like i already said was uh i had to spend two days um with this group and yep. the coaches and the second was i had a new job opportunity and uh, it was a crazy company they they don't have managers they don't um they don't they don't offer you clear guidance it's like this is the task and we, we know this is way too much responsibility for you, but just try it. That was like the mentality of this company. And I was the youngest ever to be uh, to be hired. So I, I can't really recall what I did to, to, to prove myself worthy of working there. And um, I started out as a marketing assistant. And then eventually I was a, a marketeer and I was running my own marketing campaigns with my own clients um, within this company. And um, I just had so much growth within this place. There was so much responsibility handed to me. And I think, I think we have a way of making people this, this, this kind of being that, which is not capable of handling responsibility, which is like, fundamentally false because if you give a 17 year old boy with a lot of problems an excessive amount of responsibility in two years he excessively grows which this contradicts so many beliefs we have about human nature so yeah i think that was also for me a very big influence yeah that that's great what you described like you just phrased it way better than i did it before like the the pre-talk we had because that is what um, my mother did a lot to us, to me and my brother. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, when I was 12 or 10, I think, I, like I really loved photography and I still do. And she gave me the opportunity to, to like take, take pictures. And, and they also got published in the newspaper because she was writing articles for a newspaper at the time. And I just had the chance to be there with like my little camera and like took some pictures and she chose my picture to be like printed. I mean, her name was underneath it because she was the official like person wow. who wrote it. But that was like also like those stepping stones she she always gave us um, something similar. She always gave us responsibility. She also always pushed us to take more responsibility step by step, uh, which I think um, it can be a great parenting style. And But I also mm -hmm. do believe that it doesn't matter what um, path you took. And in your case, it was way more challenging. Um, I think it's 
still good for you to 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 went through this path and now you did so many realizations also through the program through those things um which is i think in the end very beneficial for the development and um, about about the like the responsibility yet in this company like uh for how long did you do it um how did you got the job because it's very interesting to me to to see this construct of a company and i also agree on that that if you jump into the cold water you like kind of get used to it you adapt very fast and i also think that it is in human nature to adapt to situations um quite mm. fast if you have to um how did i get into this company oh first of all it's very nice what you are saying about the power to adapt we all carry within ourselves is so unpromoted within most societies and i think i think if you look here and there there's so much evidence um, we can adapt so rapidly so fast um but okay um i remember smoking weed in rotterdam and i had to fix an internship and at that time i didn't really pay much attention to all of my my responsibilities so I just called a friend, which I knew from high school was working somewhere because his dad had a big company. And I, I called him like, hey, man, how are you doing? You want to smoke some weed later on? But first of all, can I get a can I get an internship with you? And he said, I'll call you back in 10 minutes. Um, and he, he called me back and he was like, oh, yes, we can do it. And <laughs> it, it took me like like. Uh, 10 seconds and while being high to fix this internship. So um, the, the spiritual part in me said this was meant to be. This was the place I had to go some some way. I also felt I didn't deserve it because I had to put in so little effort, but the amount of effort came later. <laughs> so yeah. I had an internship for a week and these people were so nice to me and they gave me so much chances and i felt like holy shit i finally have a place where i can be where i can be free and where i can just try and do stuff so i felt the urge to prove myself and uh, get the most out of it and i think that's the quality they saw in me because i made a lot of mistakes during that week i i i screwed up so badly but i just wanted to try so hard and i think that's the thing that tipped them over to to hire me eventually because at the end of the internship i said well i'm quitting school and i don't know what to do during the summer can i please stay yeah and they said well you'll be the youngest you'll be an experiment because we don't know what you're going to do we don't know where you'll be going towards uh, yeah. uh any of the different um different um, disciplines we have there, but we'll just see. So I was like, I started out as the maintenance boy, cleaning out, cleaning up, doing all the chores nobody wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and then they just uh, started on my requests, of course, uh, giving me more and more responsibility. And they were just real quick about it because <laughs> they gave me a list once with 600 people and they were like, well, we don't know these people, but we want to be in contact with these people. So uh, just do it. And um, I was like, do what? What do I do? And they said, well, you have a phone, right? And I said, yes, I have a phone. Well, there are 600 phone numbers. Go ahead. And I was like, you could tell me what to say, what to ask, what is our relationship? What, what do we want from these people? And they were like, no, no, just go talk to all these 600 people. And um, 
which I did, which I just did. And for me, I, I believe this was excessive. I think this was irresponsible from their side, but um, it, it had a lot of good uh, results in the end. So I'm not complaining. I'm very grateful for them taking the big leap of faith with me. That's amazing. Um, um, yeah. While doing those phone calls, like what, what went through your head? Like um, how much, like how, how, how did it begin in terms of like how much confidence did you had in the beginning and then in the end after doing those 600, like with the 600, it probably had to go like almost automatically or was there still a boundary on, on discomfort you had? Oh, I was scared shitless, man. I was, I was trembling. I was, you know, I, I remember the first two phone calls. They took me an hour, like 29 minutes to, to mentally prepare myself and one minute to actually do it. And I remember sweating. I remember shaking. I remember my hands being so wet from all the anxiety. Um, okay. Yeah. So yeah, that was the level, the level of discomfort was so high. Um, But with each phone call, this this level of discomfort dropped, and eventually it changed into a level of comfort as well. It's amazing, yeah. That that's also beautiful to see because, like, I mean, you know what's happening. Then, I mean, you have the comfort zone, and something out of your like comfort zone moves into your comfort zone. Like like having cold calls is for like a lot of people, a lot of like it generates a lot of stress. I think also even in my case, I probably also would somehow happen that it also stresses me out depending on what I have to do if I have to sell something or if I just have to communicate with them what was your then uh, in the end um, goal to to have do you have to sell anything or was it just to keep in contact with them and and making them aware that the company you work for still exists I was trying to broaden the target audience for the company so they they already had their existing audience within their uh, customer database yeah. and they had the, like the gray area and they okay. thought it would be safe for me to experience within the gray area people they don't know people i didn't know people that didn't know the company so um okay. makes sense yeah they gave me a list of target groups um different types of companies i had to engage with and then a list of all the people most influential people within those companies for me to to try and contact them that's nice yeah but i, I mean and and then also like w just to like finish up the topic like after this like 600 call like how, how was like how was the last call or like i mean you probably had like a lot of different calls afterwards but how was like and like after you finished the list like how was the feeling and last call for like for you like how did it feel I, I, just out of curiosity because i mean i would be super super proud of me because i think that's mm -hmm. i feel like a difficult task for a lot of people or like a challenging one. Yeah. I think in a way the it still was very challenging until okay. the end because I'm a sensitive guy and every phone call is different. Uh, you have to face a lot of rejection. Yeah. Um and that's something that was hard for me at that moment. Um but yeah, of course I I um I got more um, secure about my way of approaching. So it was way more spontaneous in the end. It uh, gave me more energy than it costed, of course. That's um, important. And I could do it with a smile. I think that's the, the, the big change. Uh, there was a smile on my face. Um, yeah, no, that, that, that's, uh, that's amazing. Um, do you have any, like you just said, like um, it gave you more energy than it took you. Like, is, is there a statement or a thing you can 
say about that because I think that's an interesting topic I haven't talked too much about. Um, what is bringing you energy? What's taking you energy? Um, a lot of people don't necessarily think too much about it because it's maybe a topic which people think might be unimportant, but I think it's so relevant. Like, what is your take on that? Um, in this, wow. um, yeah, in this area and in this topic. Mm, what gives me energy and what takes your energy? That's a very good question. Um, for what I've learned so far is I am truly a very sensitive person. So when, when certain activities or certain people, when they are draining me, they are truly draining me real fast. Um, how, how, but the you... honest answer is I don't yeah. really know. Okay. I don't really know where there are things that give me energy and where there are things that don't. I, I can't really explain. Okay. I mean, I mean, that's also okay. Just in, it was just an interesting aspect you just mentioned. And I think um, we should just listen to ourselves a lot about, or think about this question a lot, because I think it's very relevant. Like if you just see and, and ask yourself this question, maybe in terms of reflection um, on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, what brought me energy this week? What, uh, how, how did I drain energy? Like where, where are the most like things which take away energy from me? Cause I think in the end, um, we should have something or have something figured out in our life, how we have still always a little more energy and then it takes away from us. And um, even so we have to do sometimes tasks, which are probably not very beneficial for our energy um, balance, I kind of guess. Um, but for me, what brings me a lot of energy is, actually getting my stuff done a lot of times. Um, mm. But also like, I don't know, taking a walk, having a great time with my girlfriend. Um, also just seeing the process um, is something which also brings me a lot of energy to see uh, where I might've been yesterday and where I'm today. And I think also the, 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 the process, which I was just mentioning is something very uh, relevant where a lot of people are not patient enough to, to take the time for themselves to, to reach a certain level. Um, I was just saying that in yesterday's interview, I also think then just uh, the consumption, how fast the consumption is also a lot of also people in our generation think that we can reach specific positions, specific points in our life that fast. But sometimes I think we just need to uh, give ourselves the time to reach the destination where we would like to see ourselves um, a lot of times. Mm, I totally agree. Um, you just mentioned before as well, um, like this, like kind of therapy group coaching thing. Um, and you said also like um, mentors or people who had a very positive influence on you. And um, what were your like biggest like lessons or like those key takeaways which really fueled your um, yeah healing process? You asked a lot of good questions. I think I. My personal mentor is the one that pops into my mind now. Um, my, my personal therapist, he, I don't see him as a therapist. I see him as a mentor because this man truly has a way of seeing things that resonate with me so clearly. And his, his approach is to work with your shadow side, okay. the dark side each and every one of us carries with him. Um, and it's called a shadow because you can't see it it's like 
a lot of different parts of you influencing your behavior, your thoughts, your emotions from the background. And if you don't have consciousness about these parts of you, they're going to keep influencing you. They, they can either be destructive. In my, in my case, they had a very destructive effect on my behavior. Um, and this man has a way of seeing through all that darkness. I remember the first time being there, I was talking about my work and I was holding, holding up this mask of coolness and being a rebel and seeing that everything was wrong. And then he just interrupted me and he said, how's your mother? And I started crying. I started crying immediately. And the, the, the topic of my mother was so far-fetched. And I'm like, how the fuck can you see this? How, how can you see this? And I cried for 50 minutes, maybe nonstop. This yep. man, this man, he, he put his, his hand in my heart. He flipped everything and just left me to pick it all up and uh, bring all the pieces back together. This, 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 that was, this man is so powerful. And that's, I think what he taught me is to, to reach for this dark side within me, uh, to become conscious of all those negative influences. And I think when you get a knack of this, your healing process really takes a turn. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it's like a, such an accelerating work he does um, for your, for your healing and such a, uh, fast forward kind of um button he he pushes by by triggering you um with those yeah specific people a specific situation he might he might he might felt um in your life um which which trigger you the most and i think that is um very yeah necessary um for, for healing and um you described it really nicely like picking up those pieces or like at, at, at first of all i think realizing what pieces are there and then picking them up is I think so essential, like to just know that, Hey, he just triggered something. Then also just by like crying so long is already the first way. And the first thing to understand, accept and start this process. Um, and also sometimes what you also said, you, you held in all this stuff within you. And, and this is like um, the release of it. I think it also, um, might have not felt very good in this moment, but I think in the end, um, gathering all those things together, reorganizing and also rewiring your brain um, is something very powerful. And and also then um, with, I think, I think it's a, it's a very great thing and a very great um, way that we have those um, people to, to help you. And that's nice. Um, and so you just worked mainly with, with this person together or also in those group sessions, you had a lot of uh, realizations, which we, all, we already touched um, about your life. Um, I don't know, do you have any key takeaways, anything which gave you a lot of like snapping out of your situation um, on those sessions? Is there something which just might pop in your head, uh, pop into your head? I'm sorry. Mm, yeah, of course, the, the, the group, the, the group of 30 youngsters, uh, we also did a lot of work with the shadow side there as well. Okay. Um, but at that phase, it was like planting seeds, which had to be harvested and cultivated later on. Um, I think the harvesting and the cultivation process really took a, took a leap when I started working with this man. But of course, it's all, it's all connected. Yeah. Um, and what, what are you meaning by like... Um starting to like 
plant those seeds. It's just like, you mean it, it was building the foundation for the work then um, your your mentor in this case uh, did with you. So like, that's what you mean by it. Okay, that's interesting. Um, then going on, like you overcome, or you overcome all those challenges, you kind of found a way out of this, like a darker side of you. Um, even so you obviously always then now are realizing more probably also where your feelings are coming from um, how you maybe handle specific situations way better um, like what happened after you kind of um, yeah got better uh, what was your plan uh, where are you at now how did you get there just out of uh, curiosity um, what was the path mm. oh that's a very nice question because um, this question makes me happy and very grateful as well For my past um another inspiring figurehead once said to me the shit of your past is the fertilizer for your future um, <laughs> very true yeah that's exactly what happened to me uh, as i started transforming my way of life and the way my past was hanging on to me i also started finding a sense of purpose as in oh wow um in a way i can distinguish myself from from people in general, as in, this is the path I follow and this is the path I engage with. So maybe, maybe, just maybe, um, I can transform this also in a way to help other people. So during this whole process of facing the challenges and um, focusing on my own personal development, I also saw there was quite a bit of uh, useful life experiences and also quite a bit useful uh, talents within me. I found a sense of purpose within all my pain, all my challenges and all my uh, personal growth. And I also, when we come back to the topic of what gives you energy, this is the types of things that give me so, especially when you when you put me in front of a group, I don't know, there's just this big fire within my heart that just goes boom and wants to reach out to all of these people. And um, I have a way of connecting to people. And I feel I'm kind of like uh, scared of acknowledging this part of me because I don't want to be uh, arrogant or arrogant or anything. Um, so, yeah, as I proceeded on this path, it became clear to me this is something I could follow and uh, could make my time worthwhile. And um, that's how I ended up in applied psychology as well. Um, and as I said before, the phase of my life right now, right now, I'm really looking to a way of uh, expanding all of my experience to other people. No, that's that's amazing. Um, like, for how long are you now in the study? And I then at some point where was the india trip uh which i was like i saw on your instagram oh yeah uh, when did you uh, put that into your life um yeah how did this come into your life um the india trip was during uh the the program i was following with the 30 other youngsters um so it was a part of this program two months Uh, we call this the travel period, of course. Um, it was free for all of us to fill in, and I wanted to go traveling. And I don't, I don't know how I got to India. I, I just had India within my mind, and my mind was set from the start. I had to go to India, so yeah, I go, I go to India. That's that's what happened. Um, I believe 
a boy a boy went and a man came home <laughs> partially of course yeah there's still a boy within me um but yeah that's how it happened perfect and and like on this trip on the journey you had there the the things you experienced um what did you do there did you just experience the culture did you i don't know was did you had to follow some kind of program and yeah it was just two months of traveling i went there by myself alone um and my main goal was just to experience culture nature and um history uh, my interests and my curiosity went out to the, these three um yeah Uh, realms I'll, i'll just call them realms it was the word coming to me um and but then when i was there i experienced my interests were way more towards people uh i was way more interested in in how these people live there because india is a completely different world i felt like an alien on a different planet um well shit my my trip to india was Wow, it was so uh, adventurous, but also so scary, man. I've seen things, I've done things. I've been, uh, the first day I got locked, I got kind of kidnapped. This is not a, this is not a joke. I uh, was kidnapped into going to a fake tourist office. And when I got there, they closed the door behind me. And I was stuck there for maybe nine hours. Um, no and they just kept on manipulating me. They, they, they manipulation after manipulation lie after lie and they didn't threaten me luckily but i was so so incredibly scared at that moment um i nearly i nearly went home i nearly went home and forfeited my trip but then um a friend of mine um this was a this was a true coincidence which is so so strange I I remember sending like out a distrust call to all my friends and family like shit I'm stuck help me um, I'm in India I don't know where to go they're trying to get my money they won't let me leave holy shit holy shit and then a friend of mine he said dude I'm also in India where are you so I sent him my location and he sent me his location and you're not gonna believe we were in the exact same city 50, I believe there's 15 million people there somewhere around this this number yeah and he was like 200 meters away in a hostel around the corner around the in another <laughs> street and it was like of all the places to be we're so close to each other and that's when i that's when my spiritual journey took a leap as well like this is so this is so impossible how can this dude be here and he, this guy save me Yeah. Um, so that was like the first day of my trip to India, uh, which was so turbulent. I, I when I think about it, I'm still wondering how I how I survived, man. It was. <laughs> oh. And and then like taking your trip further, like the two months that was just the first day. Like, where did the journey took you? Did you always like stick together, you the both of you? And what were like those main things which like are most like changed you maybe the most influenced you the most it doesn't matter if it is negative positive uh, what you would like to share as well okay um i stuck with my friend for a month and the second month of my travels i continued alone okay um i think the first month 
traveling with my companion was so important to deal with the culture shock because for an 18 year old boy uh, adolescent traveling to india by himself for the first time <laughs> uh, there was there was way too big a step so i really needed him and but then after a month i was ready to continue alone and i think um traveling alone made the most impact because i was in a country filled with so much chaos so much deception so much people trying to manipulate you trying to get your money um and nothing there works like it's supposed to go you don't a lot of travelers said you don't you don't plan in india you don't make a plan because your plan never goes as planned <laughs> so yeah i kind of learned to let go and um become a free soul for a while and just wander off into every direction i felt i was pulled to so yeah i think that that type of living being free um living only for the day of today and just following every impulse um i think that i was in a state of, i was in a state of mind for a while i it, it was so incredible i can't even i can't even say i experienced something like that at home ever before no i i even so you said it's hard to believe um but i think i know very precisely what you um what you experienced because i had this very um energetic experience as well like not just very energetic but extremely energetic um everything is flying towards you um it's just a very uplifting experience and that is without drugs so it's just uh and a state of mind which is just mm -hmm. uh very beautiful to experience and yeah i also had that for one and a half week actually um for for once and when i was traveling wow. through germany and there was for me also something um very mind-blowing and i was actually holding on to this idea for a while like it was so um inspiring to me i was always like thinking back of this like situation how can i recreate this um but i think um this energetic level is just coming or like it just comes to you or not and so you can't really decide upon that too much so um but what I, like you said you just basically let it flow you let like you got guided by your intuition um, I don't know, maybe you can recall a day which gave you something very beautiful because the, this feeling is just very nice and just intuition says you should go right, you get you got right. Um, the intuition says you should do this, you 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 went and did it. Um, a lot of people think never did that because it's always the, the logic mind which says, hey, um, you need to do that now and now that is the next step. Um, but what did it give you? What beauty did it provide to you? Mm -hmm there's this very specific moment in my mind um i remember when i just split up with my friend i was immediately so scared again just being by myself confronted me with the same fear i started with so it was a real challenge to find my inner peace my inner feeling of safety i remember three days into traveling alone um, holding on to every friendly soul I couldn't find just so I couldn't so I wouldn't be alone and then I took a night bus to a to a very uh, to a city I didn't know and I was so tired so I slept through the whole trip and then this guy the the driver shook me awake at 5 a.m um, 
and I was in my underwear and I was like, holy shit, where am I? What's going on? And then I saw that the entire bus was empty. They nearly forgot me and drove off. So then I got outside. I was still putting on my, my pants outside of the bus with all my stuff loose, lying everywhere on the street. And this bus just, just drove off. And there I was at 5 a.m. all alone in a city. Uh, the city was going to wake up at nine. So I had four hours of alone time, nowhere to go. I had no, no hostel, no friends, no contacts, no nothing. If you talk about minimalism, I think that was the true form of minimalism in my life. I only had my backpack. My backpack was my home. No, I think my home, that was me. That's what I experienced. I it was so calm and quiet there and I had a view of the ocean and I was like, what am I going to do now? And the first thing that I did was brush my teeth. And there I was sitting on the sidewalk, brushing my teeth with my backpack and I felt at home. And the most, it, it gives me goosebumps when I think about that moment to feel home in such a place, to feel home when I'm so alone with no connections to the world around me, just my backpack and my own and my own thoughts and my own feelings. And I, I still felt home and that was something, it was so wholesome. It was uh, truly, um, I think it was a kind of a spiritual, a spiritual moment as well. Um, and for me, in, in contrast with my past, having dealt with so much unsafety, so much pain, to feel safe within me, uh, that was such a big turnover. Yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, also like what you just said, like getting goosebumps, it's like a very beautiful, I mean, it, it was probably very challenging in this moment, but it sounds really nice to grasp like what you went through before and and how how you could create a home within within you, which is beautiful and, and which is nice to, in this in this scenario to had like that you had the capability of um pulling that off but like just out of um understanding like why were your clothes or laying around like did they just throw them out of the bus kind of thing or like what what has happened to like all your stuff and yeah okay so uh this was a very old bus there was like holes everywhere um There was even some chicken and some uh, some hay in this bus. So yeah. just to get a picture of the circumstances. Um, so I had my backpack tied to the ceiling with a, with a couple of ropes. And I, I it was so hot in this bus. So I took off all my clothing. Um, so I was lying there in my underwear. And this guy shook me. And this guy was so hasty and so stressed. And he was like, get out, get out, get out. And I was like, oh, shit, no. What, no. So I just grabbed all my clothing. And yeah. I took my backpack, so I walked out of this bus in my in, in my underwear, and I, yeah, I had to put everything down. So I just dropped my stuff, and there I was with all my okay. stuff. <laughs> this guy was literally pushing me out. He was so he was so anxious to get me out. I don't know why. I never yeah. got the chance to ask him. Okay, um, and and then also like just sort of again out of interest and and the things you said before you like you said you had this very interesting and high vibrating state of mind like another thing you can recall in this time like how was it, like how did it how how did you let your life let by this circumstance by this feeling um how did you did decisions um 
did you have to do decisions or was it just just for a millisecond you had this thought and you did it like you went for it how how did mm -hmm. did you um decide i mean deciding is always in the logic mind i guess um but it's how did you get guided basically and and maybe you can recall also another story from this time because i think this is very powerful uh yeah i reflected on this a lot because i was also trying to figure out how i got into this state and what i think now is if you live at home within the system you know so well there are so many securities you depend on if you want to have fun you go to the theater if you want to have some social uh if you have if you want social comfort you go look for a friend there's this entire environment built around you that makes you feel secure of providing with what you need but when you are in a situation as i just described there's none of that all the securities you have are within you the only thing you can depend on in such a situation is you yeah basically for 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 95% let's say um and that's a that's a radical change in self perspective and self experience and, and in self consciousness consciousness as well so i think when you're put into a position like that and i think this is what is so um so strong about traveling alone is you learn to rely on your own strengths and uh, securities you start to rely on yourself it's like you become your own center point your own fixed point within the cosmos which sounds a little floaty maybe um so yeah that's that's um that's how i think this works i also remember this type of living also brought me into quite a bit of dangerous situations because if you tend to blindly rely on your own fixed point you i tended to uh be ignorant of danger so i got i got lost in the desert once alone okay because i just i just took a scooter and just drove off into the desert and it was this at some moment the sun was setting and i was starting to have a headache and i nearly ran out of water and i was just so in, into this in this state of mind this ecstatic state stage of um, state of mind i just it was like i was on ecstasy for for a moment yeah and then i realized oh shit i have to go back and then you look around and you just see rocks and sand and just more rocks and sand and i completely lost my sense of orientation um but also at that moment i was yet again confronted with the feeling of insecurity within myself and i was like oh shit i'm not going to die in this desert tonight i'm not going to die um so i drove around for a bit and i got the genius idea idea to to follow my own bike tracks yeah it took me like 45 minutes which is Well, it's just a decent amount of kilometers on a scooter. And I felt like Tarzan. Like uh, I was all sweaty and wild and dusty. And I just found my way back to the road. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit, this is Indiana Jones type of stuff. But yet again, in this moment, I experienced that same sense of um, reliability. Yeah. I think that's what you could call it. 
I was also scared shitless, of course, for moments. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm understandable. And yeah, I mean, the it's so easy to like rent a scooter in, uh, yeah, probably also India. I was just um, in, in Thailand and um, I was renting a scooter with my brother there. And um, yeah, it's just the experiences you make um, are great. But also the biggest difference also in terms of traveling is when you travel alone because um the openness towards other people um the people you're meeting um everything is so different because also probably the first months you, when you traveled with your um friend uh, you obviously hang together you're not like you're not forced to um interact with other people too much necessarily and i'm also pretty sure you experienced and met so many other people you would have not met probably when you were with your friend because it's like i don't know i feel like the human body is tending to connect to other people and if you're alone you need to connect so you get to know different cultures you experience different stories because they're gonna you're gonna create them for you because you want to basically have interaction uh, with people and i think this is like the things which are really a big change when you travel alone and for myself i haven't traveled alone um at all um my brother right now is alone in costa rica for example and he also made so many great experiences he met so many great people already and and made so many beautiful stories um which is nice i mean just by like hitchhiking for example i mean it's so crazy i mean um the experiences you can make is there maybe like a beautiful story um you can tell us maybe again where you said hey it was such a weird moment the day was really weird it started so slow and then it ended up in being i don't know maybe a great party a cool a beach trip or whatever was it like maybe one of those days because those are like funny stories i hear from my brother sometimes out of like what kind of circumstances this situation happened in the end or like this beautiful experience in the end oh i got one right away and um <laughs> This is the story about Sima. Sima okay. is a very, very poor uh, girl from the countryside. I believe she, back then she was maybe eight years old. So at this place, I also rented a scooter and I met this uh, guy from Australia and we were just uh, touring across the landscape. And then uh, in the middle of nowhere, we saw this, this little... Um, this little stand along the way next to the next to the next to the road and we stopped there and there was nothing and there was all these uh, snacks and groceries with, within this small stand and all of a sudden this little girl Sima pops out of this little stand and um, she doesn't speak English she's not scared at all she was so she was so bold she just started touching us and talking to us and she immediately wanted to play with us and at first i was like oh no not again not again a a, a child begging for money because that happens a lot yeah. but no she just she just wanted to play and you could see the the fearlessness in her eyes because we were two two complete strangers um damn so then she got relieved by her older brother i think which was now responsible for the stand and she took my hand and she just started dragging me into this little, very poor, isolated village. And I was like, what is going on? Am I going to continue walking? And yes, yeah, something something within my heart told me, just follow this girl. So 
there I was holding Sima's hand and she was so happy to be with me. And she, she, she uh, introduced me to her father, to her mother, to all her sisters and to all her friends. And then I eventually I uh, ended up playing with all the children in the village for the entire day. I think maybe 30 children were playing with me and the uh, Australian guy. And this was so wholesome. So uh, these, these children, they loved us. And uh, the hours just the hours just flew by, and I could not have stopped at this little stand and just continued driving. And this all of this would not have happened. But it's just yeah. in these tiny, tiny fractions of time where your path can change so drastically. And I'm so grateful for uh, Sima's playfulness and her, her tendency to to just drag me into this village yeah. because I had such a wonderful time with all these all of these children that's that's such a beautiful story and yeah it's also like such a powerful message again what you just also said in the end that's like a summing up sentence like how interesting it sometimes is how how little the touch point sometimes has to be to change in such a beautiful direction and and that's uh something really nice i mean the only bigger thing i mean it can be also seen as a negative aspect on on our travels in in thailand uh, was when we met a friend he was from austria and we were all together on like scooters and stuff with like three scooters and he fell but it's also interesting in this moment um what was interesting my brother was just sharing it in a different interview he had there was a, a guy just he fell in front of like a house or something the guy probably saw it and he was just like helping us out um we wanted to give him money because we actually wanted to have something to drink to like clean the wound a little bit and also to put like something on his wound but this guy understood it like wrongly he like we gave him money and he like run ran off with it and tried to find something to put on his wound even so it was way too small what he what he gave us like it wasn't fitting because the wound was a little bigger and nothing too bad the guy is okay now um but it was so kind like he didn't took the money for himself but he was trying to help us out and oh no now i remember correctly he was actually giving us water and we want to give him money for that so just out of exchange we want to be kind to him so that he doesn't sit on the cost basically because we know how how poor some people are and there in this area and it was such a great story as well to see some random person helping out um with something and also that's also what i said in a, in a different podcast is how how this also stays in connection on how you should sometimes interact with people differently like how kind you can be and how much appreciation is given to you when you have this kindness within you and when you are showing this kindness to your friends to to people around you and and that's also what i actually said in, in, a, in a different podcast as well is just giving without receiving anything is also a very powerful thing to do because a lot of people give with the expectation of get something back maybe even with the with the thought of hey i'm gonna get this back in half a year but that's not how you should think i think if, you, if you're gonna give uh, give out of your heart give just give it because you want to give it and you don't care when it comes back because my do my pure belief is it's going to come back and maybe it might not come back as you believe in maybe money but it comes back in appreciation and towards you it comes back in i don't know you never know what this friend you helped out in this moment or what this person you helped out in this second 
can help you with later on, or even if they don't help you with it, but maybe they give you a recommendation later on if you have your own company and it's the biggest job you ever got. You know, don't know where those people gonna gonna end up um, being, and not just in the business world, but also on the personal level. And I think this also is, uh, is at least I really love to think about that um, a lot. And I think this has a lot of beauty. And um, to in my in my like yeah thought process, I really love this idea of like um, giving a lot and uh, giving more than receiving. And I think that is very powerful. And I think um, this also pays you with i don't know just this thank you from this little girl i think um for example in your story is um giving you so much you can't um weigh that in money uh, monetary oh wow um because this this feeling um of like this pure child being and playing is so pure you can't experience that that often and that's very rare and 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 this is um so powerful um, in the end. So it's a very great story. Thank you for sharing it. Hmm. I totally agree. This is such a wonderful topic. I also feel confronted. I may, I may as I may say, um, giving more than I want in return, being altruistic. Uh, I think that's really challenging. When I think about this topic, um, I truly feel the the implications of Western society being engraved into my system. Yeah. I experienced this uh, not not very long ago. There was this little girl uh, approaching me on the street and she said, can we entertain you with a dance? And the first thing I thought was, oh, she's going to ask me money for it. Yeah. Bam. So I got a, got a very clear judgment about this little girl ask me, asking me to be entertained. And well, I said yes, and I just sat there and she and a friend had this amazing dance show and I was out in the middle of the street. And at the end, they didn't ask money. They didn't ask anything in return. They just wanted to make me happy. And I was so inspired by these two little girls just being out there all day, making people happy. But also <laughs> I was so confronted by my own beliefs. Yeah. Like the way I experienced this is, oh, she's trying to get some money off of me. Yeah. And I didn't see her, her pure compassion or altruism. So that's something I really want to learn. And I'm also very curious about how you, how you are trying to um, m manifest this in your life. I mean, I like for me, um, the, the same thing probably would have happened as well. Um, I th that, that is a very challenging and a very good question because we judge very fast um, a lot of times from our experiences we, we have made. Um, but I think with this learning, if we don't like, if we are like, you already said, like you didn't turn away and said no, because that would be like the reaction maybe of someone who this thought process would have gone through his head and said, Hey, I don't want to pay money. So no, but you still let it go and let it like slip and, and let's, let's see where it takes you. So you still were open enough to then, also redecide oh, yeah. so that is also i think a, a very great step you you already did and mm. and you took your time to actually see what they do and then see what where it leads to 
leads you. Um, so I think um, it's already a great approach. And I think we can never stop our mind from having those thoughts. I mean, you always have this maybe uh, thought of like judging something before. I think everyone has that. But I mean, if we are aware of it, what you are, uh, we can work on that to improve it step by step every day and be more open to those things and over like more and more. And of course, also from your experiences you have made and and also depending also in India and, and, and I also have made there is a lot of judgment towards like people asking money um people trying to trick you maybe sometimes really depending on the experiences you have made sometimes when I when I see people I feel comfortable with who I think I want to give something I just give them but I think in this case you just also have to follow the gut feeling on on how you feel in the situation as well and it's just a an ever ongoing learning um in the end on how we how we should react and i think no one is always reacting perfectly and also as you know from your own life i think those like maybe mistakes also in our judgment uh really bring us the biggest learnings and that's the beauty of, about it and so yeah that's uh, my, my thought of it but i can't say i'm like I would have decided perfectly and my head would have been like so clear and said, Hey, I know the intention they are having. I obviously don't. There's a lot mm -hmm. of wrong things. Um, I also judge on and then later on say, Hey, that was wrong. But the thing is, what is the greatest thing you can do is say often or openly it was wrong. My judgment was wrong. That's what a lot of people mm -hmm. don't do. They stick to their opinion and they're like, stay to the opinion say hey mm -hmm, and gonna get angry about it but then i say uh, if one friend um, knows the thing better or i saw that i have made a wrong ju judgment about something i say hey okay i did a mistake you were right also with my brother maybe we have a conflict or something he tells me his perspective i tell mine um i we both hear our perspective and then say and then uh, like time goes by the situation happened maybe and then i say hey you were right I was wrong, but I think this is um, something which is also very powerful and um, shows your personality as well. Because saying that you are wrong is also a lot of people, which a lot of people can't do from my um, point of view. And and mm -hmm. saying that openly is, I think, a, a good way on on handling it, at least in my in my perspective. Yeah. I think your perspective on this is really profound. Um, you inspired me just now making the distinction between having the judgmental mind having the judge uh, the judgments within your mind but not letting that influence your behavior i think that's that's so powerful as you just explained that okay our minds will never stop being judgmental that's just what the mind does but your behavior is a different realm i think yep. exactly that is the place where the magic happens. So you took me as an example. I still went to sit down and look at those girls. Um, and I think that's just a very big life lesson you just explained right here, that our behavior is truly something else. And I think we can all adapt to this. Yeah, no, it's it's very beautiful and, and very powerful. Thank you so much for like uh, summing it up um, even even more clear. And I also think um, why I love those conversations, those interviews so much is the the combined knowledge you can have and the, the I mean also the energy exchange you can have and those ideas are really sparking up a lot of things and a lot of thought process as well. And that's why I really love the open exchange. Uh, we can have um, with the podcast and also then share that with other people who are actually um, listen to it and see, hey, 
I can take some some things away from that and maybe adapt that into my life or this is kickstarting um, a specific aspect of my life I can relate with. Um, is there like to, for the Indian kind of experience, is there anything else, um, any big learnings you want to share to, to have this um, chapter for this podcast closed? Like, I don't know, any experiences, anything which really blew your mind again, because the story was so powerful. You just um, shared and uh, I could relate to that a lot. Um, first of all, thank you. I had never expected this specific moment to, um, to come back to me. Um, so I'll just, just tell, I remember being, um, so lost within my addiction, within my struggles, within my pain. This was just quite some several years ago and I had a very nice group of friends, but they were also problematic drug abusers. So I didn't really have lots of friends besides them. So I confronted them and I said to them, guys, I really need to quit using drugs because I'm slowly going towards a more and more destructive path. And if you guys can help me, this is not the place for me to be. This is not the friendship I need. I'll leave you guys. And I also, I knew, I already knew these guys for 10 years or longer because we were friends for a very long time. So this was a very hard thing for me to say. And I started crying, obviously. And it went quiet. There was this like the, these seven guys sitting in front of me. And one guy, he said only three words, which hit me so deep. And he just said, I see you. I can maybe start crying all over again just by thinking of that. And I think just these three simple words, I see you, are so incredibly powerful. And I think they can relate to all of the topics we have talked about. Um, Seeing someone and seeing yourself, just acknowledging things um, so simple. It can be so simple and yet so powerful. So if you ever encounter any difficult situations situations in your life or you encounter someone who has been knees deep into a very difficult situation, just remember, I see you can be so incredibly powerful. Can you Can you relate to this? like those three words a little more to get the audience more to understand like what do you mean by i see you like what is the like how do you mean it in what aspects like you mean the person who told you that see like saw you already in a different place um or how how do you mean those three words mm. and how do you how do you mean and how can they be so powerful I think I see you as a very deep meaning for me and for him as well at that moment. I think I see you means I acknowledge your pain. I acknowledge your suffering and I am here for you because I bear to witness what you are going through right now. And I think this is such a fundamental need within human nature that you need to be connected. Um, you need to be um, supported and carried by people around you and being out in the open exposing yourself being being uh, greeted by your friends saying I see you within all of this happening 
it makes so much visible. And I think, okay, maybe for a little context, if if you would just uh, be in a, in a difficult situation with a friend and you just randomly say, I see you, okay, maybe maybe that does, just won't do it. But I think it's in in its essence, I see you means so much more in that way that you um, just acknowledge things in their pure way. Yeah, I think it's very um a very supportive way and very helpful way um to then have this word or have this feedback when you say something uh, that impactful that you want to change and change so dramatically um by changing your environment by telling this towards your friends who you had for like 10 years and also one of my friends i had an interview with in, in german and we also talked about that he also changed the whole environment and the whole friends he had around him. And I always think that needs so much strings to do such a big change, because especially if you, I don't know, feel depends, like, but I mean, you know, this environment for so long, it's such a dramatic change. You don't know who's, who are going to be the next people I going to meet who, what other like, like, but I think this decision is, is powerful and when you take this decision the more painful this decision might be the the more it brings you forward in your life and in your personal growth as well so um again we already had the topic um i think also in the pre-talk this environmental thing and also in this podcast is so insanely powerful like ask yourself the question maybe are those people who I'm surrounded by the people I want to be surrounded by is something um, which can really make a big impact in your life. Because for me, in, in my case, and in, in my example, I always had the lucky position to have uh, good friends around me and, and have the support by them. And I, I didn't have this dramatic uh, way of, of changing the friend environment, for example, even so I had a little little something happening but it was more a more a good goal goal related and some some uh, struggles in this direction where i changed a little bit of of the friends i had but nothing comparable to you and it's just very inspiring for me to see that that this kind of big changes are um possible and also for the audience if someone struggles with the people who you have around you you see that it is possible to change that and it is very it has an extremely positive impact even if you might not see it in the beginning with that um with that said um like you just summed up also like this this life life story you had um from from india do you have anything um on that topic again i think as I said before, a boy a boy went to India and a man came home. And this is yeah. also something my, my mother said. And I think um, the true purpose of traveling for me is to find that strength within you, to find that security within you. And for that, to see yourself, that's, that's the thing, to see yourself. You have to strip away a lot of distractions and securities from your external environment and i think that's what traveling brought me and i think that's what traveling brings a lot of different people to see yourself and that's something i would like uh, anybody to experience all right 
I do. I do agree. Traveling is very powerful and brings um, so many great insights um, and so many different aspects, perspectives as well. It's just um, a very great way to um, accelerate your yeah your process and experience yourself, mm. as you said. And um, it's very beautiful. Thanks for sharing everything. Um, the, the last question, I mean, not the last question, but almost. Um, one thing I actually wanted to say, what I forgot is I had a very interesting um, thing set from the interview partner I had yesterday. And we talked about how you need always um, someone's like, uh, how life is always like, obviously going up and down, but usually it, uh, it's, it's going up. That's at least my kind of... Um, approach like it's like a stock which is always growing but it has its up and downs and and that's also i think necessary to then grow but he basically said you sometimes need to lean on someone's shoulder but also you are the person who who other people need to lean on and i really loved uh, this saying that you sometimes yeah carry a person with you or or, or a people with you to help them out but sometimes you also need those people around you who help you the other way around and i think this is also a very beautiful saying on on all those experiences you have made in in, in your life that it is um the both both sides are going to be rated and even so i'm i'm a strong believer that you're going to be in the like in the next year person and um, people can lean on to instead of um obviously you always need people to lean on to but uh, more and more people are going to um, do that um towards you like what is your goal for the next um years what is your plan maybe if you want to share that um what would you like to see see happening i mean whatever you want to share obviously um so mm -hmm. okay so just for this year i would like to um really enjoy my study i think studying is a gift in itself and i um of course i want to learn and grow and expand but having fun is such a fundamental and powerful aspect of life and especially when it comes to learning so yeah i i really want to have fun learning this year um and i also would like to give some direction to my purpose as in for a more far away future as in how am i going to start helping other people that's something i would like to discover this year that's that's perfect that sounds um pretty great i'm i'm happy that i had the chance already to to find that a little more um with the podcast and and with the people i can i can talk to and i'm able to to reach out to and the last question i'm always asking um in my interviews is just your general message your distilled um yeah wiseness i don't even know if that is a word but like your wisdom kind of your thought process which you think is most important in your life like the key takeaways the key message you you followed you held on to in your life and what you think is very powerful to the audience okay this is something i've just quite recently quite recently started to to explore and i've Uh, witnessed it to be true this is my this is my truth that we have an infinite amount of of love and uh, capability within ourselves ready to be tapped into i truly believe we have an excessive amount of um of compassion and love and enthusiasm and creativity within us 
like a vast ocean. Um, but the thing, the the true key to um, the, the the thing is how to to dive into this this ocean of energy. And I think what I want to say to the audience is that most of us don't know or don't believe we have this within us. I think a lot of people live with the belief they are imperfect and they are unbalanced and they need to be fixed in some way or they are incomplete. No, 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 no. I believe every one of us has all the right pieces of the puzzle. And um, I encourage you, I encourage you to, to take a leap of faith and try to uncover these pieces of the puzzle and just put them in a different place. And I, um, I truly believe if you're willing to go to go on this path and you're willing to adapt to this belief, you'll bear to witness this vast amount of love and compassion and life force you have within you. Yeah. Thank you so much for those um, beautiful words and for yeah, sharing those all those thought processes unfiltered so openly. I really appreciate that um, a lot when I have the chance to talk to people and especially talking to you today, Lex. I'm I'm very happy that you had the time. And yeah, just on, on, on one thing I want to add on to that um, is that usually, and that's also something a lot of people have heard already, but this is just overcoming this first step on on going in one direction is already the a beautiful start to to reach your full potential. I mean, it's just one step, but this one step usually takes people so much time, even for the podcast. I wanted to start the podcast actually three months earlier than I actually did. It's it's okay. Sometimes it needs the time, but sometimes you overthink and and over, I don't know. Yeah, just overthink over and over again if I should do it or not do it or whatever. But sometimes like it doesn't even need to be like 80% finished. Like sometimes it just needs 20%, 30%, whatever. Just bring out whatever you want to bring alive and then see where it takes you. Um, and a lot of time it takes you to a very in a very beautiful direction. So yeah, this uh, was a really great conversation today. I'm very happy to have talked to you. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed the conversation as well. So yeah, I want to give something back to you, if I may. Yes, please. Okay. Um, first of all, I think you are doing a magnificent job. Um, the way you're running this podcast, the way you're engaging with me, I truly believe you have some very strong communication powers, I could say. You, um, you have some talents. Um, and I think you are truly a powerful person. Um, I wouldn't say I have a sixth sense for this type of things, but when you're like a tree, I can sense you are like a tree with your roots deep into the ground. And if a car runs into you, the car is going to have a problem and the tree will still be there. Um, also, I believe with what you're doing right now and the way you make yourself as a person, um, how you how you engage with the world around you, I think you are solution in a world of problems and i think uh, people like you are going to make this world a better place and i want to thank you for that and i want to thank you for this opportunity you have given me and um i love i love you that's what i want to say i love you man thank you i can just give that back to you um love you as well and 
Thank you so much for those kind words. They really touched me. And it's very amazing that you mentioned the tree because that's actually the company logo of my mom's company. I'm a tree. And yeah, so it's uh, very beautiful that you mentioned that and uh, very kind words. Um, I really appreciate them. And you also have a great gift with those words to sense um, those things and uh, within people and communicate that openly. It's a very powerful thing as well, by the way. <laughs> 